You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And this week we're going to be talking about making a sale, which is part three in our mini sales trilogy. If you haven't listened to the other two, part one was about increasing your reach. Part two was about nurturing your audience. And you can definitely go back and have a listen to some of those. But today we're specifically talking about making the sale. And I kind of want to have a bit of a chat to you about this because there are plenty of things that I know would probably work in an online situation that I definitely don't use. And there are plenty of strategies that I've seen people using that I don't agree with. And there's plenty of people using scarcity and all sorts of things that, look, I just, I don't like any of those strategies, honestly. So what I'm going to talk to you today is about how you can make a sale, but I want to come at this from a really wholesome way. When I talk to people about making course sales, I want to talk about getting rid of false scarcity. I want to talk about getting rid of confusing pricing strategies and models. I want to talk about getting rid of all of those things that just feel yucky and horrible and instead just informing our audience in a really beautiful way and letting them make a decision that suits them. I want to come at this from a way where we feel good about making the sale, not where we feel like we're implementing strategies that just because they might work don't feel great to use. So there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about today, and these things combined are going to help you to make a better sale. You don't have to use all of them, but they definitely help. Part one, learning the difference between features and benefits. You might have done this way back in school, possibly when you were in your English classes. And if not, you've probably heard about this many times before, but when it comes to courses, it's the same. A feature is something like an aspect of the course. So a feature might be that you have six modules or that it comes with nine videos. Those are features. But what are the benefits of taking a program? What do they get by the time they've finished and implemented and improved their life? Is it they get better night's sleep? Is it they feel more confident? Is it that they know how to build a WordPress website? Like what is the outcome or the benefit of taking the program? Now, when I talk about features and benefits, I genuinely believe when it comes to courses that both are important. Both should feature on your sales page. I've seen plenty of course sales pages where I've seen all of these wonderful, like my life will change, everything will improve, everything will be better by this thing now, but they don't really tell me what this thing is. And I leave feeling slightly confused and perplexed because I don't know if I'm buying a mastermind or a membership or a course or a coaching, like what am I getting? So both are important and your audience wants to know both, but both are important. You can't just have features on your page. You can't just have a buy these six videos that will teach you how to build a website. Like why do they want that? What's going to change for them? What are the benefits for them? Is it easier? Is it, what, what are they getting? So what I do want you to think about is both the features and the benefits of your course and ensure that your sales page is talking to both, not just one or the other, but you're genuinely looking at them. Make sure they know what they're getting and how it will help them, not just what they're getting or not just how it will help them. Part two then is you need a sales page that sells. Now, when it comes to copywriting, I'm the first to admit that words always used to scare me. Um, English was by far my worst subject at school. I'm a maths and a science girl at heart. English was not my zone of genius. And I've often said that copy, the thought of copywriting scares the bejeebus out of me. Now, I've improved a lot since I started in this online course world, but I'd still say that copywriting is not my zone of genius. So when it comes to creating a sales page that sells, I actively suggest that you go and research and have a look at people who 
either A, have sales pages that sells, but B, people who teach this stuff and teach it well. One of my wonderful word wizards is Jay Crisp Crow. And if you haven't heard of her, go Google Google her now. Have a look at Crisp Copy and go and have a look at her website, Jay Crisp Crow. And she does wonderful things with words. She's an absolute wizard. She does have a sales page program. This is not affiliated to this podcast in any way. She's not sponsoring this, but I think it's well worth going and having a look. Outside of that, taking some time to learn about what makes a sales page sell is worthwhile. If your sales page isn't converting, then you've got a problem. Now, when it comes to selling a course, it's often hard to know where the problem is. But if you're not getting enough traffic to your sales page, you've got a traffic problem. If you're sending lots of people to your sales page, if hundreds of people have looked at the page and no one has purchased, then you've got a sales page problem. And it's worth going and spending some time looking at how to fix that. Because if you don't fix your sales page, it doesn't matter how many Facebook ads you run or how big your reach is or how many thousands of people are on your email list, you're not going to sell any because your sales page isn't converting. And so having a sales page problem will suck. Part three is you need to have clear pricing. You've probably been there before, and I know I've been there plenty of times where you land on a sales page and you don't really understand what you're paying. Maybe they're a bit elusive with all the details. Maybe it's just not clear. It's not clear if it's a recurring fee. It's not clear if it's a one-off fee. There's multiple pricing strategies or tiers, but you don't really understand which one is which. Having confusion in your pricing strategy or in your pricing messaging will turn people away and they will not buy. So you need to make sure your pricing is really clear. If it's a course that just has a one buy now thing, make sure the button is clearly labeled, that they know it's a one-off price, that they know there's nothing else to pay. There's no shipping, there's no handling, there's no tax on top. If there is tax on top, please make sure they know that. And the other thing I'm going to ask you to do is please tell me what currency your payment process is in. So like, sure, a lot of people stick a dollar symbol there and it's in dollars. Well, that's awesome. But I'm Australian. If I see a dollar, I'm assuming it's an Australian dollar. But often in the online world, it's a US dollar. But is it? Like, did you tell me? I don't know. So please make sure that your pricing is as clear as possible. If it's a one payment, let them know it's a one payment. Let them know the currency it's in. Let them know if tax is included or if they'll have to pay different state tax on top of that. If it's multiple pricing, so you've got a pricing plan or you've got a um, scheduled payments, you've got something else, please also make sure that's as clear as can possibly be. How many payments do they need to make? Is it ongoing? Is there an end date? Are they ending up paying more because of it? Like these people need to know what's going on. Confusion in pricing will stop people from purchasing. So you need to make sure your pricing is as clear as possible. Part four then is making sure you have a super clear FAQ. To start with, you can use your FAQ to answer the questions you wish people would ask. You might wish people would ask things like, why is it six lessons? You might wish people would ask things like, why is it this cheap? Or why is it this dear? Or like, there are so many questions that you might think people should ask. You might think people are wondering or worrying about. Your FAQ is the perfect opportunity to handle some of those sales objections that they might have. The other thing then to use an FAQ for is for any question you ever get asked. So if someone emails you and says, oh, I'm really interested in your course, but I've got this question, that question is the perfect thing for your FAQ. Because if one person is thinking that, then I'm sure more than one person is thinking that. And it's worth taking the time to answer those questions. Confused people don't purchase and people with questions don't purchase. A small portion of those will reach out and email you and ask the questions, but a large portion of those people will just leave the page. So answering as many questions as possible on your page is definitely a benefit and will help you increase your sales. 
So let's take an action step because you cannot sell a course in this case by listening to me talk about selling courses. You have to go and do something. And today I want you to reflect on your sales page and if it's converting for you. Really consider, have you got good features and benefits listed? And make sure you've got both, that you're not focusing on just one or just the other. Is your sales page selling? Is it converting? Do you know the stats? And if not, go and have a look for some of the numbers and find out. Is your pricing clear? Does it include sales tax or does it not? Does it tell me which currency I'm going to be paying? It's worth letting me know so that I know what I'm paying. And do you have a really informative FAQ? If you don't have one of these things, it's worth going back and looking at how you can add these things. And if you do have all of these things, I'd like you to take a moment to reflect on if they're working for you. Just because they're there, it doesn't mean that they're doing what they need to do. And looking at those stats and numbers and knowing if your sales page is converting is really going to help you here. You'll note in this episode that I didn't talk about adding things like a countdown timer or a clock. I didn't talk about listing things like limited offers, and we didn't talk about any of those strategies. And while you can use those things, I genuinely believe that your sales page should be honest with your audience. I've landed on plenty of sales page with a 10 minute timer at the top or a five minute countdown timer at the top that tell me it's a limited price offer only to refresh the page to have the timer restart. There's no point in lying to your audience because they'll do those things too. They'll check to see if the timer really is a timer. They'll check to see if they really can get their price at a later date. And if they found out they've been lied to, they will not trust you and they will not buy either. So it's worth making sure that your strategies are grounded in good faith. And I trust that you're the kind of person who's going to do that because you're listening to this podcast. So make sure that you're using strategies which are genuine and honest with your audience. Inform them, give them the right information to make a decision, and they will buy if it's right for them. And that's the kind of student that you want because they're the students that will do the work, that will get the results, and that will leave you great testimonials. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street. But please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes and better still, leave a review podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search content into courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.